We can rejoice and be glad in Him even if it's a bad day. Because He's worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our adoration. Our praise and adoration to Him is not dependent on whether we're having a good day. It's dependent on whether He is worthy and He is worthy of our praise and adoration. So we can't always sing that song. This is the day the Lord has made. So I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it in spite of the circumstances, not because of the circumstances. But I love it when you have those days that it's just beautiful. It's just wonderful. Everything goes right. I like those days. I have them at least twice a year, but that's about it. But it is good to have those days. And today has been a good day. I trust you've had a good day. Saturdays are days to just lay around and do nothing, right? And none of you are looking like you laid around and did nothing today. But anyway, it's been a good day. I've had a good day. Did a little bit more exploring here. Wow. Climbed to the top of that whatever it is out there. And can look over the countryside. Wow. God has made some beautiful countryside. I stood there on the top of that bluff and I looked at all of the fingers as they raced their way down to that arroyo and I think, wow. God made all of this by just saying it and it happened. What a powerful God we serve. Praise God, praise God. Tonight, let's go to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11, and I want to look at the very first verse, something that takes place in Luke chapter 11 that I want us to talk about and to study tonight because Jesus is teaching on prayer. Jesus is teaching about prayer. And in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Now let me ask you a question, and maybe you've never even thought about it. Maybe you've never put much thought into what it is. But when we say, I am praying, what do we mean? Because in the world in which we live today, prayer has been reduced to some kind of a supernatural, ethereal feeling. You'll hear people say, well, I'm, I'm sending thoughts and prayers your way. I don't want thoughts. I want cash dollars. That's what I want, you know. So what do we mean when we say this thoughts and prayers? We just kind of, like it's this aura, this force, this power. What is prayer? What do we mean when we say, I am praying? Because the disciples are asking Jesus, teach us to pray. We need to learn what prayer is. Sometimes the best way to learn what something is, is to understand what it is not. The first thing I want to say, prayer is not just a religious ritual 
to be practiced in church. Okay? Prayer is not just some religious ritual to go through. It's not just some habit we get into and we mumble a few words and we just kind of do this routine. Prayer is not just a religious practice to do in church. You can pray anywhere. You can pray in your car. You can pray in the desert. You can pray, pray while you're doing the dishes. You can pray everywhere. Prayer is not just a religious ritual to be practiced in church only. That's the first thing I want us to understand. Because some people think you've got to go to church in order to pray. I'm glad the God that I serve, I can be in contact with Him anytime, anywhere. When I'm out running out on the desert, it reminds me I am totally out of touch with everybody. When I'm out there, my cell phone doesn't work. There's no reception out there. That's a beautiful thing. Nobody can bother me. I am all alone. I'm out there by myself. So if something goes horribly wrong, I'm by myself. I can't contact anybody to come and get me. But prayer is never that way. There are no dead spots with God. You can be out in the most remote wilderness and you can still talk to God. You can be all alone and you can still talk to God. There are no dead spots with God. It's not just in this little nucleus of church that you can contact God. You can contact God wherever you are, wherever you go. Whatever you need, you can get in touch with God. There are no dead spots with God. I am so thankful for that. Because there are times I need to talk with Him. And I'm not even close to church. I'm driving. I travel a lot. And most of the time I'm driving. And I'm driving cross country. I'm a long ways from a church. But I'm not a long ways from God because God is right there. I can contact Him anytime I need to. Prayer is not a religious ritual just to be practiced in church. Now, prayer is also not a good luck charm. A lot of people treat prayer like a good luck charm. When I've got a problem, I pull out prayer and voila, my problems go away, and then I put it away. It's kind of like a spare tire. You know, the only time you need a spare tire, the only time you even check on your spare tire is when you need it. And I've had it more than once be flat when I pull it out because I hadn't looked at it before then. I, I need it, and I'm in a crisis, and so I, I pull it out. That's not prayer. We should be praying more than just as a good luck charm. That, well, when I need something, then I'll call on God and He's, you know, going to do this thing. He's my lucky rabbit's foot, so to speak. He's my lucky charm. And that's what I use prayer for is just a lucky charm. No, that is not what prayer is. Prayer is not a lucky charm. Also, I want you to understand prayer is not a way to manipulate God. I meet people that they try to manipulate God. 
They, they say certain prayers and they've, they've been taught incorrectly, but they've been taught that if you name it, you can claim it, and God is obligated to give you what you want. No, I'm here to tell you God's not obligated to give us anything. He does out of His grace and His mercy and His love, but we can never do anything to obligate God to do something for us. Prayer isn't us con controlling God. I'm here to tell you, if you can control your God, your God's pretty tiny. The God that I serve cannot be controlled by me. So prayer is not a way to manipulate heaven. Like heaven is some giant vending machine. If I just do the right things and say the right prayers, out will come exactly what I want. No, that is not what prayer is. Prayer is not manipulating heaven. Prayer is not a good luck charm. Prayer is not a way to obligate God to help you. Prayer is not the way to get what I want. I meet a lot of people, they pray selfish prayers. It's what I want, my best interest, I. No, I'm here to tell you, heaven has your best interest at heart and it may not be what you're asking for. Heaven knows what is best. And so prayer is not a way to get your own way. That is not what prayer is. What prayer is, is us talking to God. That's a pretty awesome thought. That you have the privilege to have a conversation with God. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Let me just ask you, how many of you have direct access to the governor of New Mexico? Anybody here? Have, have, you, you know his, their cell phone number. You've got their cell phone number. on. You can just call them anytime you want. No, none of us do. I remember a number of years ago, there was a group of us ministerial guys and we were traveling and we had a little bit of extra time, so we stopped in Washington, D.C. We were touring around Washington, D.C., looking at the different places, and one of the places was the White House. We were standing there at that wrought iron fence that surrounds the White House, and you could see the snipers on the roof, and you could see the guards out there. A buddy of mine, Jason, had a, a video camera. It's been a while ago. He had a video camera. Nowadays, he'd have a cell phone. But back then, it was a video camera. And I told him, I said, Jason, I've got a great idea. Loan me your video camera. You climb the fence, and I'll video and see how far you get before they catch you. <laughs> now, I thought that was a great idea. Jason did not like the idea. But wait a minute. That's, that's the president of my country. Shouldn't I have the right to just walk in any time? Yeah, try it. See what happens. We don't have access to that. But we have access to the king of kings. Wow. That's power. We're not talking to some puny president. We're not talking to some insignificant governor. We're talking to the king of kings. The one whose spoken worlds happened. Wow. That's power. We have the privilege of talking to the King of Kings. 
That's what prayer is. It's our conversation with the God who spoke worlds into existence. I have the privilege of talking with him. Wow. That's a pretty awesome thought. But it's also a frightening thought. That I'm talking to the king of kings. If he's some austere, distant, you know, impartial God that is remote and aloof and doesn't care, uh, that's, that's pretty frightening to try to talk with him. But I'm glad he's not just God of the universe. He's my very best friend. Because he sent his son Jesus to bleed and suffer and die, he sent him so that we could have a relationship and he is my best friend. And that changes everything. Not only is he powerful, but he is concerned. What do you talk about with your very best friend? Everything. That's what you can talk to God about. Everything. You know, God is concerned with what concerns you. Now, you may come to me and say, you know what, I got this problem. And you may tell me your problem and I'm sitting here thinking, really? You're bothering me with that? God's not that way. You know, I, I love that God is concerned with what concerns me. Because there are some pretty silly things that concern me sometimes. Like, what did I do with my wrench? I just had it. I'm working on this, and I laid my wrench down, and now I can't find my wrench. And I can talk to God and say, God, what did I do with my wrench? And he usually says, it's right where you left it. <laughs> well, I know that, but I don't know where I left it. And he helps me. Why? Because he's concerned with what concerns me. He's not up in heaven saying, really, son? I'm trying to run this world, and you can't find your wrench? No. He is as concerned with my problems as I am concerned. And that is such a relief because, you know, I've talked to people before that I needed to help me and they really didn't care. You ever have that happen? I remember some years ago I had a phone, a cell phone. And it was, a, it was an excellent cell phone. I loved it. It was perfect. The only thing it wouldn't do is, is make phone calls or receive or send texts or get on the internet. Other than that, it was a good phone. I could play Angry Birds on it and that was about it. My phone wasn't working. So I used my wife's phone and I called Sprint who was supposed to be the carrier. Sprint is a misnomer. It's a slow waddle. They, they don't sprint anywhere. <laughs> and I called Sprint and I said, hey, I'm having a problem with my phone. And, and different ones would try. They would suggest different things and it wouldn't work. And they kept bumping me through the building. You know how it is. They, they route you here and send you there. And finally, this... They routed me to the customer service department. Lady answers the phone. I begin to explain to her the problems that I'm having. And I get in about the middle of my explanation and she cuts me off and says, I don't care. Just like that. I don't care. And I was like, oh, I, uh, 
I didn't know what to say. So I, I just, you know, default. I started all over again. This is, and she cut me off again. I don't care. Well, I'm glad I got customer service and not the complaint department. <laughs> she didn't care. Isn't it awful when you try to get some help and they don't care? Oh, I'm glad I've never gone to God one time with any problem I have ever had and have him say, son, I really don't care. He cares about what concerns me. He cares about what concerns you. He may be the only one that cares, but he cares. Why? Because he is your very best friend. So you can talk to him about everything. You know, you don't even need an intermediary to talk to God. Your very best friend, you don't go to somebody else down the street and talk to them and say, will you tell my friend? No, you go straight to your friend. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have to have an intermediary to talk to God. I don't have to pray to some saint or Mary or anybody else. I can just talk to him face to face. Oh, that's a beautiful thing to know. I have personal access with God. We live in a world of manipulation and, and networking and you get the right people and they'll get you in the right places and you got to talk to this one to talk to that one and talk to that. Oh, I'm so glad heaven's not that way. I can just talk straight to God one-on-one. -on -one. I can just talk to Him without needing to tell anybody else because there are sometimes the problems I have I don't want to tell anybody else. It's embarrassing. It's, it's frustrating. And I don't know. I don't want to... Ah, but I'm glad I can talk to God just one-on-one. -on -one, just me and Him. And I can tell Him how I feel. You know, you can tell God how you feel. We kind of get this idea that, oh, no, when I pray, I've always got to be smiley and upbeat and, and I've always got to have it, you know, this cheerful Lord, it's so good, you know, and everything's going good. You know, there are a lot of days everything's not going good. There are some days I just wish one thing would go good. And I can tell Jesus all about it and he doesn't get angry at me. Because guess what? He already knows how you feel. So when you go to Him and you say, Lord, I'm really discouraged. He knows you're discouraged. So it doesn't offend Him when you tell Him what He already knows. You can tell Him, Lord, I'm really hurt. Lord, I'm really frustrated. Lord, I'm really whatever. You can tell Him exactly how you feel. Why? Because He's your very best friend. And you can share with Him exactly how you feel. And the beautiful thing is, you can use your own language. You don't have to learn a certain language. There are some that teach that there's a prayer language that you have to learn. Now, my friends, you can talk to Him with the words that you know best. Oh, I'm glad you don't have to learn the old Elizabethan King James English to learn how to pray. My prayers would be really short because I would always get it messed up. But I'm glad I can talk to him in English. I can talk to him in Spanish. And guess what? He still understands. I love sitting up here with the songbook 
trying to sing Navajo. I don't have a clue what I'm saying, but I'm trying my best. And a lot of times, by the time I get the word out, you guys are four lines down by the time I get it out. I don't understand any of that. But guess what? My Heavenly Father knows every word you're saying. I don't know if that blesses you. That blesses me because that lets me know my God is so big. No matter how you feel, you can talk to Him in a way that you know best. You can use your own language. And guess what? You can ask Him questions too. There are some people who would say, oh, you need to never question God. Well, I'm glad I can question God. Now, I want you to understand you can ask him questions, but questioning him is a whole nother thing. Let me illustrate it this way. If I come and I'm asking Brother Steve, okay, he, he took away my suitcases and I don't know why. And I come to him and I say, Brother Steve, why, why did you take my suitcases? Okay, I'm asking him a question. What if I came to him and said, why in the world did you take my suitcases? You see the difference? The attitude. The first one, I want to know why. The second one, I'm questioning his character. He done stole my suitcases. Oh, I'm glad I can ask God anything. Because there are times I don't understand what he's doing. And I can say, God, I, I, I don't understand this. Why are we doing this? Guess what? Sometimes he does answer me and sometimes he doesn't. And I'm okay with that. But he doesn't get mad at me when I ask him questions. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why did my daddy have to die of Parkinson's disease? And I, I lost him six years before he ever died. Why? I still don't know why, but it's okay. Because I know he knows the answer. Because he's my very best friend, I can ask him why. There are times he does answer me. There are times he doesn't. But he doesn't get offended when I ask him why. Oh, I'm glad because he's my very best friend. But you know, just like any best friend, he wants to hear from you every day. You need to pray every single day. That's how you keep a relationship strong is by talking to each other. By talking communicating. It's the same way with God. You pray to Him every day and He'll talk to you every day and a relationship grows stronger and stronger and stronger because you're talking to Him every day. I encourage you. I challenge you. Take time to pray every single day. I understand there are some days that you wake up and you go to get out of bed and you stepped in six inches of water. Yeah, now you got a problem. You got, you got to get it taken care of. But I'm saying not every day is going to be a crisis day. Talk to him every single day. That's how you develop a close personal relationship with him. Oh, I'm glad I can talk to him every day. He doesn't go on vacation. He's never out of the office. He is always in to listen to my prayer. The last thing I want to mention is prayer is warfare. Prayer is how the Christian wars. There's an example in Exodus chapter 17. 
verses 8 through 16. The children of Israel are making their way out of Egypt and headed towards the promised land. And the enemy comes up against them. Moses tells Joshua, you get some men and you go down and you fight with them. And I'll go on the mountaintop and I'll pray. And he goes to the mountaintop and, and Gideon is fighting. Um, Joshua is fighting there in the valley. And as long as Moses' hands are up, Joshua's winning. When Moses' hands come down, Joshua is losing. What is it? Moses is interceding. And victory is coming. I'm here to tell you, we need to keep praying. We need to keep praying and praying and praying. That's what brings the victory. Prayer is the Christian's place for warfare. That's how we battle the enemy of our soul is through prayer. That's how we battle against temptation. That's how we battle against the onslaught of the enemy is on our place of prayer. That's where we get a hold of heaven. That's where victory comes from. When we stay on our knees, God gives us the victory. Prayer is warfare. That's how we conquer the enemy. A prayerless people is a weak people. It's like when Moses' hands came down. There was no prayer going out. Defeat was happening. When Moses' hands were up, prayer was going up and victory was coming. Oh, I want to tell you, prayer is warfare. That's how we win in our day. Our weapons are not carnal, like swords and guns and tanks and cluster bombs and all of this. No, our warfare is spiritual. And it comes on our knees or in your secret place of prayer. I don't pray on my knees a lot of times because I fall asleep. So I walk and pray. And that way if I fall asleep, I run into something, I wake myself up again. <laughs> However you pray, that's how you win the victory. Is in the place of prayer. Nobody has ever prayed too much. We've often prayed too little. But nobody has ever died of an overdose of praying. No. So you're safe. You can just pray as much as you want. You'll be okay. I want to challenge you. Let's be a people of prayer. Because remember, prayer is not my good luck charm. Prayer is not my ability to get heaven to do what I want. Prayer is me communicating with the Heavenly Father, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, my very best friend. And that's how I win the victory in my spiritual life is by prayer. Heard one man say one time, a man will never stumble when he's on his knees. A man will never stumble when he's on his knees. And prayer will get you an entry to the King of Kings. Wow, what a privilege we have to talk to God. Let's make sure we avail ourselves of that prayer. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word that teaches us and helps us to understand. Father, I pray that you would help us to be people of prayer. Would you help us to use this weapon that you have given us 
Help us to avail it so that we can win the victory in our day and time. And Father, for what you do, we'll ever praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for your kind attention. You are dismissed.